we're on. Boop, 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 we're on. Boop, boop, boop. Beep, beep, boop, 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 Welcome to the Burp 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 Podcast, starring Burp 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 and Burp Burp Burp. Burp Burp Burp. It's taking us a minute to boot up. Yeah, that's why I have a boot up section. This happens every week, and I'm not. This is never going to be fixed. So yeah, we're just having. Helps. We're having a momentary besod. I'm also yeah, also apparently <laughs> mumbling and flubbing. You words. are mumbling. I'm you not, are. Yeah. Ugh. Um, well, we just got all all the whining out, so. All the wine is out. It's not in. Mm-hmm. It's out. Nope, I, it's out. I haven't had any wine tonight, so sorry. No, I also have not. I needed to take a a wine break. I've had to I've had to take a booze break because working mm-hmm. from home has turned me into a fat alcoholic. I doubt that, but. It's 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 happening. I'm up like one pound. Oh, okay. I'm afraid this is going to spiral wildly out of control. Mm, it could. It could. That's why it's important to yeah. stay active. Yep. That's the thing. I am active. I've run like 20 miles this week and I'm still gaining weight. Because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. I was gardening today at least. So gardening is pretty much the opposite of using a computer in every aspect. So that's it always is. nice. You have to actually use tools. Yeah, I was using this mini rake to get leaves out of bushes and clear out dead, you know, dead stuff from last fall. And mm. It was just therapeutic and nice. But then my uncle called me and then I had to take a tech support call while gardening. So that also happened. Wow, that's impressive. I had my AirPods in, so I'm literally just talking about TCP IP and IP config release renew while just pulling stuff out of bushes and weeds and things. While digging the dirt. Yeah, so that was an interesting afternoon. I couldn't quite get away from the tech world, but I do what I can. You can take Steve out of the tech world, but you can't take the tech out of Steve. The tech will do everything it can to take me out of the tech world, Mm -hmm. including my router punching me in the face repeatedly last week. So, Mm. yeah, work from home is finally, I think it finally put the final nail in the coffin for the router that i had for about four or five years it just couldn't really handle the volume of constant video meetings and streaming all day and it just got progressively worse and worse until the point where i was basically dropping out of video calls multiple times in the same meeting and it was just getting unacceptable so got a new router set it up same ddwrt firmware flashability and it's in and it's it's mostly better i still get some drops but at this point i can't tell if it's me or the isp so i guess that's just going to be the new reality now just occasional infrequent ping drops it's probably both i mean i'm not the only one i'm sure because other people i've been in meetings with occasionally drop out too and Mm. then i have constant i just keep constant ping monitors up now both to my local router and to google just to check if it's actually me or them and sometimes it isn't me i've had that with unfortunately skype for business but i think that's just skype for business's mo that might just be skype for business being trash yeah that's just how it is well funny enough that you say that this week um our skype for business just stopped working off of vpn Ooh. oh that's <laughs> right because you have an on-premise deployment of that right we do but we we are it's anybody who's in skype for business online all of a sudden when you go to log in it's either super slow or 
it just won't log you in at all. Oh, yikes. I found a regedit, but because we use a proxy, a web Ooh. proxy. So I think what's happening is that it keeps trying to make the SIP request and eventually it just times out. I found a regedit that just immediately goes to the proxy and now I can log in immediately. Some folks were just uh, deleting the old Skype profile and re-adding it back in, which kind of does tell me that it was likely a SIP timeout. Oh, yeah. That's... Oh, God, yeah. It's... Well, you only will have to deal with that for a few more months because Skype for Business is end of life, you know, soon, three months from now. Well, I thought that was 2021. Is it 2021? I could have sworn I it was July so. 2020. Either way, it should it should go. It needs to go away. Yeah. I mean, because you can't do so many things in it any, at this point, and Microsoft clearly has showed no interest in improving it, and why should they? Because Teams is out now. Mm-hmm. Teams is out, and it's moving along. Full steam ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. It is July 31st, 2021. That is the EOL. I don't know why I thought it was this year, but ugh. but still, regardless, um, I think it's time to time to move away from that thing. Because you already cut it out of your life. You can't do blurred backgrounds at Skype for Business. No. You can't change your shirt via green screen in Skype for Business. That's true. That's that's a feature. Actually, that's well, I'm sure you could do it in Teams, but I did it, I did it in Zoom, where you just wear a green shirt and change your change the shirt color or background as many times as you want per meeting and see how many people notice i'm so happy that i don't have to do video calls yeah i'm every single meeting i'm in is a video call now it's just i've never ever had to do this much video conferencing in my life until now and now it's just way too much way too much yeah no it's too much i'm i'm grateful that i don't have to do it but at the same time i'm like i kind of want to see people the first the first few are fun and then after that it's like Every single time, like, great, now I have to frame the shot, I have to light it, I have to see if I want to have something funny in the background, Is do I want the cat in the shot, and it's a lot of preparation. I feel like I'm just a film producer every time I make I make um, video meeting things. It doesn't help that you always want to one-up everybody in your video <laughs> meetings as well. I just, yeah, I just like to present myself as someone of quality in terms of my AV prowess having been someone who did did film and editing and you know we do podcasting so i feel like i want to flex that muscle a little bit rather than just have a freaking 480p webcam and a built-in laptop microphone i kind of wanted something a little bit better than that if possible Mm, so you can win like the academy award of work from home meeting oh there should be a there should be academy awards for or oscars for for web for best (laughs) best webcam for for best teams meeting performance oscar bait yeah oscar bait best zoom meeting ever oh that's that's something oh that's so good that is really good now i'm thinking of all the possibilities that Mm -hmm. this is how this is how the oscars are going to be awarded next year it's gonna be one enormous zoom call no, no one's going to want to leave their house. Nope. Not like we currently are. We're just never going to again. Mm-hmm. No one's going to want to. Yeah. Well, Microsoft might Microsoft might want us to because, um, well, here we go. Here's a, here's a transition for you. So Bing is trying mm. to make it such that your Bing searches are going to donate to charity, I guess. Mm. Okay. Specifically, it's a, it, some nonprofit, but... Bing has a feature called Give Mode. If you f- if you flip it on with your account, your Bing searches will go to nonprofits for charity. I guess it's, it it looks like you can choose the details. Yeah, the details are a little fuzzy, but 
it's it is as easy as literally just flipping it on and it is intended for helping coronavirus research uh first and foremost but you can select other 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 causes Mm -hmm. if need be so it looks like the number one the one that they're really advertising is the cdc foundation it's yeah it's really anyone that you want but um at least they make it really easy and uh, they do so it's actually kind of funny. I ironically had this weird thought the other day. I was like, all these places want donations, and I'm very tempted to. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God, my whole paycheck is going to go to donating. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess just, yeah. We're, well, I mean, at the same time, you're up, if you're working from home, you're not spending money on gas, so you have a little extra here and there. It's true. But it's so funny because every single website I go to everywhere is asking for donations. And I'm like, if I don't keep track of this, I'm going to end up donating $45 here, $20 here. And before I know it, it's going to be like $1,000. It's like spending money on Rock Band DLC. You, you, you buy one yeah. here, you buy one here, and all of a sudden you're $300 poor. It, it's pay to play, but I'm all for it except for... You gotta like sort of keep track of what you are. Yeah, keep it pay- track. paying for. Keeping track of financials is such a pain. Yeah, well, especially too, you don't know where the market is heading or anything. So at the same time, like, I'm all for giving. I tell you, if you're in the Bitcoin market, it's it's a it's a roller coaster every single day. We're going mm. we're going sky high or rock bottom. It depends on what depends on what day it is at this point. It's a little bipolar. Yeah, I luckily. A little bit. I luckily was able to get a buy-in when it was fairly low, and it's been going up. So, fingers crossed, I make up the money I lost in 2018 when I bought at the all-time high of Bitcoin. So, you were so disappointed. I you still am so... disappointed. I continue to be disappointed at how stupid it was like $10. I was. Ten dollars. It was over ten dollars. My ten dollars. I'll never you see wa- again. <laughs> you were so upset about it. I make all. Or, I, nope, you still are. I talk. I talk so big about this. I'm like, no, I've I've invested less than thirty dollars into Bitcoin. I just like, right. It's I just amazing. Like to pretend, to you. I just like to pretend that I have big bucks because it gives me this euphoric boost of some right. sense of worth in this market. You talk a big game until you find out how much you actually invested. Yeah, it's just it's it's purely for dopamine. That's about it. Right. <laughs> Oh, and speaking of dopamine, dopamine, the saddest was this week when Microsoft announced that Ignite will be virtual. What a disappointment. I guess we're just going to have to watch Ignite online and then watch The Princess and the Frog on a different monitor and pretend you're in New Orleans. Oh, it's not the same, though. No, it's not. This is so lame. Like it's uh, ignite is not ignite unless you're like there getting sick with a thousand people at a conference room. Exactly. In a conference uh, center, I mean. I want the ignite flu. I got the ignite flu last ignite. I was miserable for like most of the days I was there. I think that we should just rent a Airbnb or a place in New Orleans and just stream it. If if they, if, if as long as they don't have you know any massive restrictions on that right now or anything. That's true. I know that we have time. It it's, is in September. It's still so. it's still months away. But oh my god, yeah. It's if if this somehow if last ignite was ends up being the true last physical ignite, I can say that I was at the last ignite ever mm. now. That's so sad. I really hope it's not. 
I won't be able to experience those crappy, crappy boxed lunches that they had everywhere every day at the meals meals uh, stops. And there's something too about being there and interacting and networking in person that virtually it's just really hard to do. I can do that on Twitter now. It's like you can tweet people, but there's something about the physical interaction and right. I'm going I'm going to miss the stickers. I have a box of Ignite stickers. Yes, the stickers, the random t-shirts, the the socks. I don't know why people the, like socks so much. The sheer but... the sheer anxiety of realizing that you came down and didn't have the suitcase space uh reserved for all this yes. stuff and then the night the night before you fly out, you're still trying to fit it all in. The ungodly amounts of people interacting with you and your personal bubble just being violated over and over again. I mean, there's something to be said about that. I kind of miss that. Yeah, you just miss all the inconveniences and annoyances that just a physical Ignite conference got you. And now exactly. it's just going to feel like another freaking meeting. Yes. So the other day, ironically, when I was at the pharmacy, I quickly realized that people were doing what I always do and I was very excited that I no longer had to look like the weird one when trying to evade people because everyone was doing the dodge and crouch moves that I do yeah and I was like this is amazing I now fit into society see for all the normies that didn't normally do this it's just now they're all just catching up to us Right, and now I'm just like, here, I'm going to hold really close to myself, and that's okay, because everyone is doing it. And then I look like the weirdo now, because I'm really comfortable doing it, and they're just like, yeah. that, that social, person. Social distancing, I've been doing that my whole life. You all are just coming on board now. I've mastered that. My personal bubble, that's always been six feet away. That's why I'm a professional social distancer. Right, that's why I work in IT. It's my career. Right. I like people... But stay far away. Mm-hmm. I will talk to you when I want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Please don't and thank don't you. don't call me. I'll call you. Except I probably right. won't call you because I don't I, like talking on the phone. I yeah. Same thing. Same thing. So I had a a friend recently, and they were like, "Hey, yeah, like just ask me if you need help." And I I outright said, "I will not ever ask you." Yeah. <laughs> and they were like wait, what? And I was like, "I will never ask you." So you're going to have to offer or. That's it, because I will never call you. I will never ask you for anything. Social distancing is my profession. I'm actually a very difficult person to contact intentionally. Yes. On purpose. Peopling nope. is not my thing. I will never people ever. No. No, not willingly. No. Maybe willingly. But it's like on my terms. Very cat like. I was about to I was literally about to say it's like a cat. Yeah, like I will I will peer from a distance. I will walk up to you and ask for pets on my terms. But then if you get too close, I will bite you. Yeah, just random random acts of violence will occur if yes. things don't go my way. <laughs> I will swat you. I will <laughs> probably hiss. Um, there will be all sorts of cat noises happening. I will knock things off tables. I will Yes. I will Get in the way on purpose to make you angry. Stand up in front of the TV for no good reason just to obstruct the view. Walk on your keyboard. Oh, the keyboard walking. Yes, the keyboard walking. Sing you the song of my people. It's just a lot of semicolons. (laughs) Right, now I understand Cats the musical. It makes sense now. Oh, Cats. Cats. Terrible, terrible. It's awful. It's It's uh, so awful. I saw the movie. 
I mean, the musical is bad too, but the movie, oh my God, the movie. I can't, I can't, I cannot bring myself to watch it. Uh, 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 nope. It's not happening. Let's move on. Let's let's move on so, to, to not not people and not cats. Power shell grid view. Your favorite thing. Power okay. Shell. Yes. Let's let's go back into the happy place right now. Power shell grid view. So, um, coming soon, but currently not to Windows is PowerShell uh, the console GUI tools, which is going to include a better. Well, not not so much better. Um, it's a more new and unique to PowerShell feature called Out Council Grid View, which is like the previous Out Grid View, but it is native to the terminal window itself. So if you can kind of imagine like in the Unix world, there's um, HTOP, which is an interactive task manager, and you can move the cursor around, you can select, you can sort, you can change all kinds of options, or a Vim or Nano or Emacs, anything like that in a it's like a sort of almost but not really gooey in the terminal so uh, microsoft's coming out with out console grid view part of the what's it called the power, microsoft powershell console gooey tools module so mm. still in preview and it actually doesn't work on windows yet because there's apparently a problem with something it's working in mac os linux and the azure cloud shell though so if you're using if you're feeling uh, ambitious and want to try out something new and different and kind of fancy, give it a sh- give it a try. We got links in the show notes to the article that Microsoft put out on Dev Blogs. Woo! That's so exciting. I tried to install it, but again, I'm on a Windows box, so that didn't really get very far for me. So I have no commentary on this at this time. He will, though. Don't worry. He's probably thought about it several times about how he can get it to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In better news, I had the best Friday ever after scaring everyone in my life out of their pants because of basic authentication. Out of their pants. Yeah, well, so my boss doesn't really, didn't really know the extent of how this would impact us. Hmm. But after, of course, like putting him into a near stroke, I then was able to rectify the situation because Microsoft three hours later, had put out a blog post on the Exchange blog stating that they are pushing the end of life for basic authentication for Exchange Online back one year. Oh, that's nice. um, As much as I'm on board for ending basic authentication, this is something you can still do in your tenants. Um, It just means that you're not going to be forced into it. All new Tenants with Exchange Online will have basic authentication turned off by default. This just means anyone who is currently in a hybrid or in an older tenant will have some time to sort of figure out their lives. Yeah, and that's a that's a nice way to put it. I think this is purely probably happening by coincidence at this point because of COVID nineteen. But um, exactly, yeah, it's just kind of being slowly faded into the faded into the background and just kind of deprecated gracefully, which. You know what? It might be just fine at this point. It'll help people out. It'll encourage them to use do it the correct way, and but it's not going to rock their world if they, you know, are a little slow to right. slow on the uptake. Well, and October is a big end of life date for a lot of products. Where I truly believe a lot of companies are not really up to date on getting the Exchange Twenty Tens. And the older end of life products out of line yet. And by ending basic authentication, that's just one more thing to add to it. 
TLS 1.0 is also end of life for Exchange and Skype or Link, um, believe June of this year. No. So that's still that's still coming, and that's still a major. I'm assuming when you say Link, you're not meaning the Skype for Business. That's EOL in 2021, right? Like you're talking about the pre- no, I'm the talking about like on premise, yes, on premise environments. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. The other thing bear in mind is um, <laughs> Exchange 2010 was originally supposed to be EOL with Windows 7 and 2008 R2 in January, but they actually pushed that out. So this is already, ex- they already extended that <laughs> just a little bit. So they're just kind of pushing it all, pushing it all out just a little bit for whatever reason. Yeah, no, I just think uh, the COVID-19 stuff and just giving folks extra time to get their environments up to date, but definitely have to get on that at least it can take multiple months to get exchange 2010 out of line at least thankfully um if you have a new tenant you know you're just spinning it up in your brand new to officer 65 it won't be the default which is nice mm-hmm. so it'll we'll get there it's just a slow slow decline of old obsolete stuff right Ooh. right so turn on modern off everyone do turn, that yep turn it on turn all on right. mfa all the usual stuff do the good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what's not good stuff? Mac OS Catalina. Oh, God. Yes. That is driving you up a wall. Yeah. So, um, so like I said earlier, I had upgraded my router to help with the work from home situation and just, you know, maybe be less laggy and ping droppy. So in the, in the process of upgrading, I upgraded to a newer router, which supported newer protocols, including the all new WPA3 wireless encryption standard which is not quite cutting edge, but it is fairly new. And Apple said they supported it, at least in iOS and supposedly Catalina. But in my real-world experience, Catalina does not support WPA3 properly in any capacity. It falls flat on its face. So here's when I first configured my router, I set it up with the same SSID and general WPA passkey, but in the DDWRT settings, I noticed that compared to the old router, there were a lot of new encryption options that I could select via checkbox. So it wasn't like all or nothing, it was just, do you want to enable these? So naturally I thought, oh cool, WPA3 is out and enabled in this router. I should really have that available for any device that wants it. So I checked it off. I also enabled WPA2 because I'm sure that most of the stuff in my house does not fully support WPA3 or is not ready for it or was just made before WPA3 was a thing. So just to maintain compatibility, I kept that around. So when I enabled this, everything in the house transitioned over except for one MacBook Pro running macOS Catalina. And unfortunately, no matter what I did to try to get this thing to connect, it would not connect. macOS has the absolutely useless message saying, we couldn't connect to this router. Please move closer to it or try again. So I tried everything. I tried deleting it out of the keychain, the iCloud keychain. I checked slash var slash log to figure out what was going on. I tried to connect via terminal, tried searching for the APs, adding it manually. I tried the whole, the whole nine trying to figure out why... Catalina wouldn't connect to a WPA3 enabled router and tried this for several hours just tearing my hair out even going as far as to resorting to my old MacBook Air which is running macOS High Sierra which would happily connect to the Wi-Fi just fine 
probably because it was not a WPA3 enabled device. It just connected on the fallback WPA2. But with Catalina, it is defaulting to the most modern and current standard that it can get its hands on, which in this case, WPA3. So when you go to connect to it, it just kind of throws up its hands and says, no, I can't do it, sorry. So I searched around and from what I could gather, it seems that macOS is supposed to support this just fine, but it doesn't seem to. So after most, much grumbling, troubleshooting, and ultimately giving up, I turned off WPA3 on my router and once I did that, the MacBook with Catalina just connected just fine under WPA2. So I know for a fact that it's a problem with WPA3 in some capacity. Specifically, if you enable the options WPA3 personal slash SAE or WPA2 is SHA-256, which I, I'm guessing probably the WPA2 is SHA-256 was not the culprit here. But if you enable those in DDWRT, Catalina will not connect to the, the router. So I had to tur- flip those off and resort to just WPA2 personal at this point. So of course I wouldn't take this setting down. So I filed a feedback ticket with Apple and I filed a radar bug as well. And I attached all the logs I could gather in slash var slash log and I let them have it. I said, please properly support your devices with the latest and greatest wireless protocols, please, because this is not good. I should not no. have to. I should not have to downgrade my router's encryption configuration just for freaking Catalina, which has not a great track record already in terms of how many things it doesn't doesn't do well. Right. Whew. Yeah. So that, that was my experience with Catalina WPA three. Not great. Not impressive. Catalina sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely got that all out. Yeah, I, I feel better now. I'm done. I don't want to talk about Catalina for a while. We well, you don't have to. Yep, and I won't. Don't. Let's talk. No one's ab- making you. Let's talk about the next whipping boy in the line, Zoom. Okay, Zoomer. Okay, Zoomer. Why do you suck? That's gonna suck. be the new phrase. Okay, Zoomer. Zoom. Okay, zoom. Zoomer. Zoom, Zoom. So, file this under companies that you know they move fast break things and don't really give a flying rats it's about you know whether or not it's secure or if the privacy of its users is accommodated or if it really knows what it's talking about half the time so i'm having such a problem keeping up with so many of the problems that zoom is having or encountering or people other people are finding that in the time that I've been trying to put this section together, there's been so many new articles coming out about the latest Zoom vulnerability or problem that's been discovered that I'm not even sure I'm going to be highlighting everything in this section. So please forgive me if this is out of date by the time we even get this out. But um, I found a pretty good article that listed, it's kind of a good overview of almost every currently known problem with zoom or the security issues or the ways your meeting can get absolutely bombed by randos and how their definition of end-to-end encryption doesn't match a regularly you know the industry defined end-to-end encryption definition all kinds of things zoom is kind of shady software run by shady people and it should be known and it should be out in the forefront that means Ring Central meetings as well. That includes Ring Central. If you are running Ring Central, it is owned by Zoom. And if you've ever been in a Zoom call and then you've also been in a Ring Central call, have you ever noticed the interface is exactly the same? Well, it's because it's the same company. Yeah, so Zoom Zoom started out as a, you know, kind of a competitor 
competitor to Skype, kind of a low-key thing, and they really blew up with COVID-19. And over time, they kind of got more notoriety because their software was easy to use to both launch, install, and generally reliability is good, but that comes at a cost. The installer for Zoom does a lot of really not not good not not good not Gucci things on particularly the Mac on Windows on Mac it it actually behaves like malware to try to get around administrative prompts and at one point it did install a web server for some reason unbeknownst to everybody and they only removed it once they were caught and even at that point you if you removed it the web server was still running and you had to actually perform separate actions to disable it so we're already not on a good foot here. This was before the whole COVID-19 thing. But most recently, there were some Mac, more macOS vulnerabilities found in the software where they just really aren't checking for a lot of things. Um, and they just want the software to work and work fast and work well, which it might. But again, you're kind of sacrificing your customer's data, uh, you know, resiliency or protection protectionness goodliness i'm running out of words at this point but the so some things have been patched some things are not there's been zoom blog posts there's been messages from the ceo of zoom kind of posting these half apologies sort of sorry but kind of not things and it's it's not great there's a lot of write-ups there's one particularly from citizenlab.ca speaking a little about how the encryption is that Zoom defines is not what it seems to be. And in particular, Zoom was putting some they were they were laying some claims that they had full end-to-end -end encryption when in fact they were just doing TLS on various ends, which doesn't necessarily mean that the data traveling between the two endpoints is actually encrypted or not. Um mm. so things like that. They really just need to clarify what that means when they their official description is by default zoom encrypts in meeting and in webinar presentation content at the application layer using tls 1.2 with advanced encryption standard aes 256-bit algorithm for the desktop client so it's you know they they kind of they'll they'll dance around it a bit but saying it's end-to-end -end is not necessarily fully true and it really should be kind of a a alarm bell ringing kind of behavior it's one of those things where a comp the company needs to be mature and properly disclose what they're doing and not just make things up so right. and speaking of trust not earned elon musk at spacex officially told folks to not use zoom they actually went that far even after all this quote-unquote apologies and stuff elon musk just said nope don't use this don't use this garbage it's not good please use email text or phone as alternate means of communication direct quote oh wow elon does not mess around yeah i mean i don't agree with him on a lot of 90, things but yeah but 90 percent of what he says but I, I don't agree with 90 percent with what he says but I'm, I'm right with him on this Jeez. yeah there's also been some um i'm gonna say unconfirmed because at this point i have no idea if i can confirm any of this but there's been apparently reports that some zoom meetings and calls have been being routed through china whether it was by mistake or intentionally or just negligence that's also been happening so data security in zoom is not great it is not guaranteed 
and you can also get zoom bombed. That's the other. Yeah, I heard all about that. Yeah, I had one coworker where it actually happened. They just had a bunch of randos just drop in somehow, and and uh, when they drop in, they are not nice people. No way. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. It's That's a, so messed up. It's sort of like war dialing or war driving because yeah. these these zoom num these zoom meeting um, entry codes. Uh, a lot of people by def- a lot of people will just have them open and you know they're just they're usually just 10-digit numbers so you can literally just have a random number generator and just see if you can just drop into these meetings and sometimes you get into one of them and yeah. when they do people do not nice things and it looks like too you can just use like a regular unc path that's so crazy yeah there was something uh yeah like you said there's there's stuff that i'm not even remembering at this point but i did hear about this it was um there was some ntlm credentials like yeah you can ooh. gain windows and tlm credentials through a bug in the unc path if it's passed through zoom some people are debating that it's more of a windows problem but honestly i kind of think if it's happening in the zoom software then you know i think maybe zoom should put should put in some kind of mitigation to that mm-hmm. that's just my my opinion on the matter right so yeah that's that's zoom it's zoomliness is very unlegendary, but we're I'm all legend- using it for some reason. Right. Well, because it does have great quality, and I've always said it's because of the way it installs, and no one agrees with me on that, but that's how I've always felt about it. Right. It installs well, and it performs well, but again, it's like it's not so much the performance that's being questioned. It's more just the things that happen right. behind the scenes and how protected is that data if all of that were if all that were you know well and good it would be a really solid product it's just right now it's just ethical and security concerns well that's where i start to question is can they keep the quality and also secure it and i think that's that's where they're going to be put to the test now because now that suddenly everyone on the planet's using them it's like they're front and center Mm -hmm. and now now the wild ride begins right yay zoom 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 come on and zoom yeah so that's enough about zoom um we're about at halftime so we have the unplanned outage hope this helps this week is helped by bowel movement watch this tick 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 flush my god i did if if you're still why yeah why why (laughs) just why because i have no other Hey, until we get real sponsors, I'm going to make up these really cringy dad joke sponsors. No, I appreciate them in so many capacities. But why? Because I'm I'm basing these off of like real companies that are usually (laughs) podcast sponsors, but I'm just, I'm just making stuff up. I love it. I love it. Keep, keep doing you, Steve. You're the best. I I, I will. Because something's got to be there every week. So that's, that's, thank you to Bell Movement for sponsoring. (laughs) Hope this helps. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. To all of those who also answer phone calls in the bathroom, something I don't miss. Oh, well, I mean, some people still do. About the office. See, I intentionally don't have a wireless headset, so that will never, ever happen with me. Right, because you could, I could totally see it at home accidentally happening. Like, you just walk in talking and not even thinking about it. That's, yeah, that's my worst nightmare. I'm like, yeah, I could buy a nice you know wire, fully wireless headset but man what if i'm in a meeting and i take it into the bathroom by mistake like purely you know just not even consciously that's mm. that's what i fear that's what i that's why i just keep a wired headset it's not gonna it's not gonna follow me there that's good that is good control on your point mm-hmm. on your part i also am pretty wired in as well yeah 
But April, April is really exciting for Teams. Teams has announced a pretty awesome list of updates that are going to come to a computer near you. I don't know how education is being affected, but um, Teams backgrounds, hooray. Oh, yes, yes. Wonderful meeting backgrounds for Teams are finally coming in. That was actually a feature that I enjoyed in Zoom, and it will be coming to Teams, and Jeff Snover's been like liking it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He's been going to town. It just makes life kind of just a little bit more fun. It's not, it's not really a necessary feature, but it's just kind of a fun feature. It kind of puts charm in software. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives it, like, your, your own... It makes it your own. On the more confusing side of things, Office 365 is getting a name change on April 21st. Mm. So... It's kind of been the world's worst kept secret because at Ignite they were already calling it Microsoft 365 mm-hmm. everywhere, which was really strange because they never really acknowledged it. They just kind of subconsciously called it that in all the sessions and everything. Except for the few times where you could go to a session where it wasn't updated and they called it Office 365. But this change on April 21st will mark the official transition from Office 365 to Microsoft 365 because nothing matters anymore and names just don't matter anymore, apparently. Right. Where the points don't matter. Everything is made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. Basically, they're making this so it's going to mostly be transparent. The only changes that I read about were going to be on the SCCM front for certain office products. But other than that, everything's going to be pretty much mostly hands-off, which is nice because unless you wrote PowerShell scripts to somehow be sensitive to this, it's not going to be a major problem. They're also changing Office 365 Pro Plus's name is going to be called Microsoft 365 Apps for Enterprise. Which that's a that's a mouthful. Ah, but why? Everyone knows the Pro Plus name. Yeah, I, I don't know why they're changing this. And actually, I'm sorry. This is the one that that that's gonna have the changes in SCCM where where folks need to pay attention to that. But uh yeah, it's I don't know why they're changing some of this stuff. This is weird. It's like they're trying to move away from the office name. I guess they want they want to expand the. The, the title beyond just the office nomenclature, which I guess makes sense because they've been adding all these these products in the Office 365 ecosystem that never really had a Microsoft Office equivalent in the first place. Like, you don't have the on-premise boxed copy of Microsoft Flow. It just doesn't exist. No. Or Planner or To-Do or you know, all the other things I'm not thinking of right now. Well, I think it's very confusing, too, because they do have the Office products, and then you're calling the whole thing office which is very confusing and i think for a lot of organizations it's made it almost sound like it's not a professional product where then they start siloing it and not putting as much infrastructure attention into it because it's just a product of applications right and they probably just think it's you know it, I guess at the at the very beginning, it started out as kind of a hodgepodge where it was just like yeah. Office Online, and then it was like Office Online 2010, Office 365 Online, and yeah, it just kind of got it got built up from that. So I think this is kind of more cleanup from the early days of uh, Microsoft's cloud offerings, which and even before 365, it even had different names. I'm forgetting what the Azure what Azure was called before it was known as Azure just off the top of my head but I don't even remember anymore it's been so long it was a hokey name and Mm -hmm. yeah I don't want to cheat by looking it up but I remember it it, it, it's gone through some some growing pains and name changes already so 
but that's that's the end of that that name change is coming coming fast and soon in just a couple of weeks from now roughly a little more than two weeks m is the new o m is no that's that's like orange is the new black that's not true yeah well black is very thinning orange is not no and office is not very thinning either no it's not microsoft at the same time doesn't seem too slender either so yeah so we have a question of the week i guess um i didn't come up with this one i think you did tiff so i don't remember anymore oh yeah because i don't don't think i wrote this it's (laughs) Uh, maybe oh yeah hey that i did do that what are some of the last minute security changes that are being implemented to to improve security in your environment oh boy it yeah so i don't know if it's really last minute but it's it's more like work from home friendly changes so a lot of places i know are they're probably um adjusting their password policy because if you're still on a policy that is um, password expiration after x amount of days which microsoft no longer officially recommends Mm -hmm. that's um something that becomes a problem if you're on a vpn or if you're remote and your machine is domain joined and you your password expires and if you change it the wrong way suddenly you're just booted out so and then you have the issue of then to fix it you may need to come on premise and you can't exactly do that right now in in the current situation of the world so that might that's probably the one of the one of the highest priority changes some places are probably making if they haven't been ahead of the curve mfa is probably a a, an auxiliary change to that where if you're going to bring down the walls of password changes how else are you going to make, make sure that authentication is unique and not easily breachable and that would probably be through mfa or microsoft authenticator right if you can mfa mfa uh one of the changes that i recently just did was to implement the fish alarm button uh it's a proof point product through the bombet security tools and just because we have seen an uptick on phishing messages and so forth um just allowing our users to be able to report those messages in an easy way definitely um something that i saw was an easy win implemented it in a few minutes and we've been seeing a lot more um folks reporting messages to the security team so that was a good win yeah that's a good one probably adjusting um the outbound send limit in office 365 Mm -hmm. for exchange is probably good too because probably higher chance of compromised accounts or you know folks coming in from the outside with more remote work Mm -hmm. activity so you probably need to beef up all the all the compromised account tools and security and compliance things that you can possibly muster. Yes. Some of the things that I've seen as well due to the COVID-19 stuff is things such as um, other bad actors calling into companies pretending to be different types of businesses that would associate with my type of business as well as um lookalike domains trying to buy things as the company oh Um, yes yeah the social lookalike domains the social engineering aspect is humongous so making sure that you're educating users on what is typical for your business and what is not and what to look for i think just like constantly reminding users and educating them because anyone can fall for it 
Yes, absolutely. And that's, yeah, it's, it's more of a human problem than a technical one at that mm-hmm. point. I guess um, they might call in and say, oh, I'm just in a really bad spot right now. I'm not feeling well. I'm home and I have bad internet. So you need to enable this, 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 and, or, you know, let down this security for me. And yeah, it's, it's, it can get ugly really fast. Yes. It definitely gets out of control. Yikes. Yeah. But that's all I believe we have this week. It's a, the tech world has kind of, I don't want to say halted, but it's going to be security focused for a while. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, there's not a whole lot, not, not a whole lot. At least I could think of outside of Apple news, which I really don't feel like no. talking about to be, to be quite frank. <laughs> it right just now. makes you so angry. Yeah. I know. I, I already spoke my, spoke my piece about Catalina and how it doesn't properly support WPA three, you know, in a final right. operating system. We talked about iPads last week, and yeah, I'm just kind of... Just uh, over it. It's the Catalina wine mixer. Sorry, I had to yep. do that. It, it leads it leads to wine. That's what Catalina does. Yes, it does always lead to wine. Mm-hmm. But, hey, if you want to check out more, we have a website now, hthbc.com. Um, there you will find links to our Twitter. Steve has been doing blog posts. I do apologize. I'm a little behind on that. Um, but we have other cool things. You can access the podcast, previous episodes, uh, all kinds com. Yeah. All kinds of fun stuff. We do extended show notes there. In addition to the show notes pages, we also just embed the show on the show notes page. So you could also listen to the show and follow along in the show notes right there. Try to make it as easy as possible. We have a live page on our site, so if you don't like the Twitch interface, you could just see a stripped-down version of it there. And, um, yeah, we got blogs and blog posts and code snippets. So for the inaugural blog post, I posted two blog posts about how to write PowerShell advanced functions and create modules. So those are up. And, um, yeah, and Tiff will have some stuff probably coming at some coming point. soon, yeah. Coming soon. Just- just getting used to the whole work from home experience and trying to find some sort of normalcy with that. But once I do and get my my actual work life under control, I will definitely start producing some of the more boring topics. Yeah. And we're on Twitter. We post garbage on Twitter all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a subreddit, which, I don't, you know, just to say we have a subreddit, but we have a subreddit. We have a subreddit. So post your comments. Uh, your love, your hate, really anything well, at this point, attention will take it. Yeah, and some mild mild updates info. We're now available on a few more podcast platforms. This week I got us onto Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, and currently TuneIn, Podtail, and iHeartRadio are in progress. So wow. we're, we're, we're getting on more platforms shortly. Um, right now I'm kind of just waiting on approval processes for a few of them, but for the most part, we're trying to be available on as many platforms as possible. And I'm trying to up the SEO a little bit on when you Google search, hope this helps podcast and get us more at the top of the results as opposed to page three. So, but we're getting there and we'll, we will get there. We're getting there. Yay. This is actually one of the most consistent things that Steve and I have ever done. Yay. Yay for consistency. Yay. 12 episodes. That's more is this 12? Can, wow, this, is, this 12. is 12. This is 12. This is more episodes than I've gone to the gym. Wow. That's That's that, not true at all. But <laughs> I was going to say I think I th- I, I don't it feels know if that's like it. True. No, it feels like it. 
sort more, of more episodes than uh i don't know more episodes than something than most things 12 and counting here we more, go more episodes than the other podcast called hopes this helps on itunes burn yes. burn anyways hope this helps hdhpc.com check us out uh, again check us out on twitter on reddit leave us feedback tell us how much you love us how much you hate us if there's things you like Rate- if you don't like ratings are nice ratings help with itunes in terms of yes. searchability even if it's that. one star please say something say something it would be especially appreciated yes thank yes. you so thanks to our sponsors this week bowel movement right. oh my god i can't <laughs> even with you and, i and, can't and from all of us here we hope this helps <laughs> <laughs>